Hello and welcome to the Biz Design Enterprise Architecture Podcast. My name is Will Scott, and in these podcasts we talk to thought leaders in the area of enterprise architecture and discuss how enterprise architecture teams and organizations can drive value to their companies in advancing strategy, optimizing operation, or reducing and managing risks. In these current difficult times, we specifically talk about how enterprise architecture is responding in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, I'll be interviewing Joe Geary. Joe Geary is Vice President of Customer Success here at BizDesign, but as you'll hear from his introduction, he spent all of his career in IT or enterprise architecture roles and is a well-known practitioner in the space and talks regularly to our customers and also at conferences about how enterprise architecture can deliver true value to the business. So let's go to that interview now. So hi, Joe. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad we finally got around to doing this. We've been planning it for a few weeks, so it's good to have you on. Uh, I think it'd be good for our listeners if you could just introduce yourself, talk a, a little bit about your background and also the current role that you're in right now. Hey, well, yeah, that's great. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, and, and a little bit about myself. I've, I've been in IT for 30 years now, and that sounds like an awfully long time and feels like a long time some days. But uh, I'm happy to be with BizDesign. I, I was previously a BizDesign customer and joined BizDesign, uh, the team, it, last December as their vice president of customer value. Um, my background is, is pretty varied in terms of management and technology. And I've always prided myself in having kind of one foot in the business and what is the business trying to accomplish and leveraging all things digital to get the business to where they're trying to go. And so enterprise architecture, when, when, when focusing on those two acts, uh, aspects, is a pretty good uh, hat for me to wear. And like I said, I'm just excited to be here working with uh, all BizDesign customers and helping them um, generate success. Well, that's great. And I know in your current role, you have this somewhat unique perspective of what's happening in uh, enterprise architecture teams around the world, as now you get to go around and spend time with enterprise architecture teams in various different geographies, in different industries, different levels of maturity, different sizes. Uh, so you must be observing an awful lot of things going on there. But uh, tell me some of the thematic uh, trends that you've seen with these EA teams over your you know, past couple of years. Sure. Yeah, my, my career has been in a number of industries, uh, and, and I've, I've worn the EA hat before. Um, but, but no doubt, uh, now being part of the biz design team, I'm speaking with uh, many enterprise architecture groups, and I am seeing uh, and have seen some common themes or desires. You know, um, a lot of EA groups really do struggle with what is the value proposition of enterprise architecture. And where I see an opportunity to gravitate are, are really in three primary areas. One of those is strategy advancement. How can I help the business achieve the business outcomes that they need to, to get done? And how can I help get them there? And are our investments focused on advancing strategy to the right agreed upon degree with the business? A second area that I think EA can really excel is risk identification and mitigation. Um, we're, we're hearing a lot about personal data risks and how that threatens the relationships with customers. Um, you know, and jeopardizes that relationship and therefore jeopardizes us as a business. Well, how can EA help identify where those risks are 
and help mitigate those risks in a way that allows them to converse with the business and then converse with those that are putting them at risk. Uh, and we could talk more about that, but I think there's a huge play there. Um, and the third area is run optimization. And what I mean by that is how can I optimize the value of all of the assets that we're leveraging today? How can I maximize that value from a, a business perspective or a technical perspective, or, as well as how can I optimize my costs? And I think that's those are those kind of sub-focus areas of optimizing you run. So I, I do think those are where there's some very big plays. And, and of course, as you're doing that and you're identifying or helping make better decisions faster in these areas, of course, you're going to uh, continue to help solution architecture activities. Uh, and, and all of these dots that you're connecting uh, from strategy through to capabilities, through to applications and technologies and processes, all of those dots that you're connecting are going to fuel your solution architecting uh, uh, discipline. And, 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 and that's an important aspect. It's one thing to help make the better decisions. It's another thing to architect the better solutions to get you to a better future state. And so I like that. I like that. And one of the things you and I have talked about before, and I've, when I've seen you present, both in your role when you were with Amron and also as well at our various events, um, in terms of enabling the enterprise architecture team to get a seat at the business table or speak that language, is the use of the business capability map. Yeah. And I think you've called that the Rosetta Stone before. It's this common translation mechanism uh, and it's very powerful when you talk about it. Can you share a little bit more about your thoughts on, on business capability as that sort of nexus between IT and the business? Absolutely. And I do think that's a, a, a pivotal uh, aspect to EA. And, and, and it allows enterprise architecture to connect almost anything technical back to the business in a way that the business understands it. So, for example... Um, your, your board of directors may be very interested in personal data risk or PII or GPR related risk. Well, you know, they're concerned, but often that concern falls into a mandate that falls right on IT's shoulders because the business too easily says, well, that's data and there's data risk. So that must be an IT thing and IT's problem. But in actuality, you need to partner with the business. It's a joint concern. And often the business is making decisions in how they're going to operate. They may be forming relationships with third and fourth parties where they've decided to send information to these third and fourth parties. And it might just be that those decisions put the data at risk. It may be getting transmitted uh, unencrypted or stored unencrypted, or any number of other things that are causing the data to be at risk. So instead of it just going to, hey, that's a technical problem, that must be IT's issue, by lighting that risk back up to a capability model, where a capability model is what we are as a company, down to three levels, what are we all about, uh, what makes us up, with direct lines to real business stakeholders down to each of those levels, and it reflects what we are, how can I can aggregate up the risk that each of those capabilities are reliant upon, that personal data risk, 
light that up on the capability model and keep them engaged to make them aware of the risks that exist, while at the same time being able to engage those are, that are putting us at risk, which might be technology vendors, and they might also be business partners. And how can I facilitate, as EA, how can I facilitate those kind of interactions with our internal business stakeholders and our external vendors or partners to eliminate those risks? And that's, that's, a, that's invaluable. That, that's an invaluable service that EA can provide. And using a capability map lets me keep it in the, the language of the business. I know. And when you've demonstrated the use of capability maps before and you heat them different colors, it really does bring to light the concept of, well, I don't understand why I should care that a department four levels below me is using box.com to store documents. I almost think of the capability map as like the termination point for all these steel threads because you tug on that steel thread and you can say, this is why it matters. And as you tug on it, you say, because you know, box.com is storing this kind of data, which is subject to these policies and da, 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 so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, it's a very powerful tool. And I think, you know, the Rosetta Stone is the right phrase for it. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's, so let's talk about something else. Um, you and I have talked before and we've both been to uh, many enterprise architecture shows. And we, one of the problems that, you know, is a big elephant in the room is, and I apologize for the alliteration here, but um, the pursuit of perfection prevents progress. And by this, I mean, as you and I have talked before, there's many enterprise architecture teams who, in the pursuit of progress, want to model things down to an atomic level. And then they want to spend the next years putting their arms around every single piece of data that's in the organization um, and all the costs that come with that sort of thing and cleanse and dedupe and, uh, and, and groom all that data and populate the database and then get all these fantastic documents that sit there that describe to the nth degree the current state. Unfortunately, three years have passed. And the business people are shrugging their shoulders saying, I'm not quite sure what you do for us. It's a trap. And we've seen we've seen many in the eighteen fall into it. But share with some of your sort of experience of that. And more importantly, what's your what's Joe's top tips to avoid that scenario? Yeah, that's coming here. The credenza ware producers that just produce credenza ware that no one reads. It's a great question. And, you know, I do think there's many EA teams that that uh, get labeled as they're living in the ivory tower. And I think it's because of that scenario you're depicting there where they're busy digging into all the minutia and trying to draw diagrams uh, in hopes that those diagrams might be used uh, by somebody. And it's taking them a very long time to pursue the modeling of current state. And the problem is current state keeps moving. It's going to move with or without them. It's moving. Change is a constant. And in fact, it's getting faster. The degree of change in these organizations is accelerating. And, and so, you know, there's a few phrases that, I, that I, I, I've probably been quoted on. And one of them is progress over perfection. You know, you, you really need to strive to make progress Uh, and get the insights generated to help facilitate better decision-making faster. And, you know, that that may not be down to the, you know, four decimal points precision on everything, but it's going to be directionally correct. And that's the goal. I want to make progress, and I want to be directionally correct. Now, when we get into engineering software or designing databases, I realize at that point I'm going to need to be very specific. Uh, 
uh, I mean, at some point, that's going to turn into real executing code and real database you know, models. Um, but as EAs, we have the luxury of being able to describe things at a higher level and connect things at a higher level. And we should take advantage of that to connect the dots across the organization and generate those insights uh, quickly and reliably uh, and, and, uh, quick, and, and really at the right degree. So what I mean by that is don't boil the ocean. You know, don't think I've got to go out uh, across the entire uh, enterprise and I've got to get everything at the same level of analysis right away. I would recommend uh, um, finding some friendlies in the business, focusing on their area, generating some insights uh, that they would find valuable, uh, and then demonstrating that win uh, to others as an advertisement of what you can do for their areas as well. I'll give you an example. Uh, application rationalization, I think, is a great activity. It's where we go out and we assess uh, our existing applications in terms of things like technical strategic alignment. Uh, you know, is, is it a good cyber posture? Uh, is the data in a standardized format? Are there APIs that exist to let me leverage this platform? As well as, and equally important, or maybe more important, business value. Is this application going to carry the business into the future? Is it in strategic alignment with our business? Uh, now, instead of saying I've got to go out and perform application rationalization on all thousand of our applications or more across the entire enterprise all at once before I present any findings, what I would do is find a friendly. Maybe it's somebody in finance or supply chain or your customer management area. Uh, who's interested in, you know, getting this perspective and moving their applications to a better state of existence that will meet their strategic needs, and then focus on their portfolio of applications, light up your insights, and then go ahead and, and advertise that win uh, from EA and get those initiatives in place to take advantage of those calls to action. I think that's uh, that's spot on, and uh, you know I'm smiling as you're as you're telling these stories. And you know I, I want to be sort of a little bit um, you know gracious here that I, I get it. I'm an engineer by training, and I understand that just that that you know if I can get six degrees of, of accuracy, then surely I should do it. I mean every bone in my body tells me I should do that. But uh, as a you know. I guess your message is EAs have to get comfortable being in the gray. That they shouldn't confuse precision with accuracy. You yeah. know, the broad strokes yeah. is sufficient. Don't try and rationalize every application in the organization, the most important ones. And so being comfortable yeah. in that gray is quite counter to a lot of their instincts because your observation is many of them come from an engineering software development background. And yeah. this has been bred into me to, to seek accuracy, to seek precision, to seek, you know, completeness. Um, yeah. So your, your, your advice is spot on there. And, and, and the other half of that is be, you know, you really need to try to find systems of record or sources of truth that you can leverage so that you are in a data driven mode so that I can consistently bring in what the current state artifacts are in an automated fashion. I can bring that data into my EA repository and I can easily refresh my insights 
what are those data points telling me as those dots that I'm connecting are moving? So for example, can I bring in data from my application portfolio management system automatically? Can I bring it in from my project portfolio management system automatically? Can I link to my CMDB uh, automatically and automatically refresh all of my insights that I'm generating to help facilitate better decision-making? Because those systems are in constant flux because current state is in constant flux. So, you know, those are really my two advice points is find some friendlies, and, and focus on uh, an area instead of trying to boil the ocean right out of the gate. And also be data driven. You know, that's, that's the other, you know, be data driven. I like that. Yeah. Acknowledge that current state is constantly in flux and constantly in change. So therefore seek data sources that reflect that reality. Uh, all right. So Joe, last question. And, and, you know, we've got to touch on it because of what's going on. We're in the middle of 2020 right now. Um, let's talk about COVID. 19 and specifically with the context of ea teams you know it seems like uh, and this is based on our virtual conference that we had several weeks ago's business design you know covid's thrown down the gauntlet to eas which is we're accelerating digitization digital transformation is happening faster you know this is now an accelerant um so what are you seeing as you engage these ea teams around the world different industries different sizes different maturities how are they responding to the covid 19 pandemic in terms of what they're doing for their organizations You're absolutely right. I mean, the whole COVID event, the pandemic, is an accelerant uh, to change. And, you know, EA should be meeting that call. Uh, They're in a perfect position or could get into perfect position, I think, relatively quickly to help their CXOs make better decisions uh, to, to deliver on strategy, to optimize their run, to mitigate risks while they're doing all that. You know, um, but COVID, I mean, if you look at it, uh, you know, nearly 100 percent of companies have gone through budget cuts. 70 um, percent of companies have suspended their growth plans or they've pivoted on them. Eighty five percent of companies experienced decrease in operating income. Um, you know, there's most companies are going through some portion of an IT budget cut. I mean, the, these are real drivers because the, the need is real. You have a, a, a global economic uh, impact, and a lot of organizations are struggling with their profit model, and a lot of them can only focus on the cost side of the equation because the revenue side is tough. But EA should be able to assist, you know, help them find opportunities to reduce cost and help them find areas of, of duplication help them find areas of risk, help them find ways to advance strategy and invest in the right things. Um, you know, you know, that, you know it, is, it is a struggle, but I really think it's an opportunity for EAs to deliver maximum organizational value. You know, what, sort of cha- what sort of challenges are you seeing from your customers? I know, you know, we yeah, talked about. Yeah, I've, I've seen things such as, you know, um, and, and this is real. I've talked to several customers who have had mandates. We're getting rid of all of our contractors by Friday, you know, um, or, or, you know, just equally similar, you know, types of we need this, this decision executed upon within a very short amount of time. And, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of times those decisions are getting made without um, awareness to what are the risks. 
So eliminating all of my contractors by Friday sounds like a, you know, I understand it. It's a cost reduction play and contractors can be turned off to avoid costs. But, but is that a blanket play or would a CXO have, have appreciated more insights to be able to say, well, except in these areas where they're responsible for frontline whatever, you know, fill in the blank, uh, or they're directly involved in revenue generation. You know, I mean, EA should be able to connect those dots, for example, down to the labor types that are involved in supporting the applications that are running our business and which ones are involved in critical aspects of our business and related to certain capabilities that we perform. And, you know, where are there opportunities to really reduce costs, including labor costs, without injecting additional risk? Uh, so, so you know, though, though it's real. The pressure that groups are under are, are definitely real. But I still think this external driver is a great opportunity for EA groups uh, to shine. So that's really. uh, so that's what we're going to have. You know, the business side is going to be saying, "Hey, listen, EA, I'm going to have to make hard decisions quickly. What can you do that's for right. me?" And the that's EA right. team, yeah. the EA team can respond and say, "Well." I'm going to help you make decisions with speed, but not with haste, because I'm going to inform you as the consequences of those decisions. I'm not going to make them for you, but I want to make sure you're informed of the consequences of decisions so that you don't make hasty decisions. I guess that's that's what you're saying, right? That's right. I'll give you an example um, you know, of, of how the, the COVID uh, event has maybe given an opportunity to EA to actually move faster in directions to be successful in organizational value. I was recently working with a customer and um, they, the EA group wanted to move forward with application rationalization. But historically they've had some, they've met some challenges or delays or they didn't get enough senior executive buy-in. Well, with COVID, their CXOs had now expressed a need to ensure strategic alignment with where their strategy had now changed as well as cost reduction, you know, both sides of that equation. And they, again, proposed, hey, I think application rationalization and capability mapping are great ways to pull this off and give us the calls to action that we need and the insights that we need. Well, instead of taking several months uh, or six months to go out and rationalize all of their apps, their CIO made it such a priority across the organization that they actually achieved a large percentage of the work in a three-week time frame. So the priority change that's occurred with COVID is actually greenlighting EA to move forward as long as you're moving in the right direction, as long as you can connect the dots to organizational value and help the CXOs move to where they're trying to go. I think EAs are in a position to really get a lot of support that they've never before seen. That's incredible. I mean, almost nothing gets done in three weeks in larger enterprises. Exactly. That's, exactly. Uh, that's remarkable. Well, Joe, I'd like to thank you for your time today. You always come with such a great wealth of experience and stories from the field of real life, real life experiences and encounters with EA teams. And I know our listeners will really appreciate it. And for those of you listening as well, if you hit the Biz Design website, Joe gives a great set of presentations. You can find some recorded webinars, both when he was with Amron and also when he's at Biz Design. If you go to the resources tab there, you'll find some great webinars. 
he just brings to life um, enterprise architecture and puts in that business context. So, Joe, once again, thanks for your time. I hope you keep very safe during these difficult times. And uh, thank you on behalf of all our listeners as well. Thank you, Will. My pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Joe. Uh, he's very, very passionate about enterprise architecture and particularly interesting to hear his views on how enterprise architecture teams can demonstrate value quickly and with relevance to the business. And also his views on how the COVID-19 pandemic is offering this unique challenge to enterprise architecture team to respond to the acceleration that it has put on enterprises to move to the digital world. For more podcasts, blogs, and recorded webinars, please visit us at www.bizdesign.com, where there is a wealth of information available. And if you would like to tell your EA story and feature on this podcast, then please email me, willscott, at podcast at bizdesign.com. Bizdesign is a leader in the area of enterprise architecture software and supports enterprise architecture teams in delivering value to their organizations with a key focus on the value outcomes of aligning to business strategy, optimizing operations, and reducing risk. Thanks for your time.